Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. God bless you all today on this Wednesday, April 20th. The Lord is worthy of it all. He's worthy to receive our glory. He's worthy to receive our honor. And he's worthy to receive all of our praise. Thank God for the worship this morning. Talking about the throne room of God and the glory of God, the goodness of God. My Lord, when we begin to understand where God has us as a church, how can we not meditate on these things? The Lamb and how he was slain. His blood that speaks a better word. Through the process, the restorative grace of God now manifests itself in our lives. I said Sunday, the more you know him, the more you want to know him. The more you love him, the more you want to love him. And we love the Lord today. We love on him. Thank him for his goodness. Thank him for his kindness. We thank him for his tender mercies that he's shown towards us. This is the day that the Lord has made it, and it we shall rejoice and be glad. We thank you, Father, that you've delivered us from the powers of darkness and you translated us into the kingdom of your dear Son, whereby you've given us the legal right by birth to call you Abba, Father. You adopted us and brought us into your family as your very own. And, Father, we are so eternally grateful for that. We thank you that you loved us, Lord God that you loved us, you loved us first, and we bless you for it. We thank you, Father God, for your Son, who's provided so much for us. We thank you for the Holy Spirit that leads us and guides us into all the truth. Father, have your way this morning. Be glorified in all that we do. And we say good morning to you, Father. Good morning, Lord Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Mm, move move in our hearts today. Move in our hearts today and have your way. We declare your will will be done. I want to say good morning to our New Destiny Church family. Good morning to our intercessors and all of those who faithfully work on the prayer line. Thank you for all that you do. It is so greatly appreciated. We couldn't do what we do without our operators operating people who set the schedules, those who play the worship and, you know, all the things that you do to um, really help us get the word to people this early in the morning. So I personally want to say on behalf of Pastor Adrian and myself and Elder Heather, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. It is greatly appreciated. I want to say good morning also to every man of God, every woman of God on the line this morning. Thank you for getting up and praying with us. Amen. The prayers of the righteous availeth much. They make tremendous power available, dynamic in their working. We have with us this morning Sister Audrey White. Audrey will be praying for our prayer request. Sister Audrey, how are you this morning? Good morning, Bishop. I'm feeling pretty blessed this morning and honored to be on the line with you. Well, thank you. I'm honored to have you on the line with us this morning, and I am feeling pretty blessed myself. Praise the Lord. I remember our bishop out of Africa used to say, I'm blessed on top and rising and highly favored. 
Yes, we are disappointed. And we have with us Apostle Benefield all the way from the east south side of Fort Lauderdale down on the peninsula, uh, just returning from Japan and Tokyo. <laughs> Apostle, how you doing? Speak to us in Japanese, man. Hey, hey, now, arigato gozaimasu. I'm telling you, domo arigato. We are just absolutely fine, and I'm telling you, great by the grace. It was such a blessing to get away and such a blessing to be back uh, on this side of heaven. Well, it's, it's good to have you back on this side of heaven. And we heard you speaking your Japanese. Now we don't know what you said, but I heard you. I heard you saying something. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to have you and your back, and we pray that you uh, had a wonderful time visiting your in-laws in Japan. Yeah. 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 It was just absolutely marvelous, man. I'm telling you, I can turn around and just do it again. It was so great. <laughs> That's good. Well, we're going to turn it over to you in six minutes after the hour, or actually five minutes after the hour. We will not delay the time. And so we're going to turn it over to you, and I know God has put a word in your belly for us this morning. Apostle Benefield. Praise God. I want to thank you again, Bishop, and I want to say good morning, and God bless you to you, New Destiny, and, and all of the covenant ministries worldwide. You know, this morning, uh, devotion will be taken from Revelation chapter 1, Verse number 14, which records, his head and his hairs were white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes were as a flame of fire. Our topic this morning is eyes of fire, all seeing. You know, this is a this is a such a intimate devotion, one that is glorious in nature. It's personal, thought-provoking, and introspective. I mean, there's nothing more life-changing, more revolutionizing and trans transformative than to set our gaze on him, just to behold his beauty. Solomon calls him the fairest of 10,000, his feet gleaming like bright metal as though they were glowing in fire, his voice like the roar of many rushing waters, his head and his hairs are white like wool, the glistening snow, his eyes like flames of fire. Beloved, there's two amazing parts to this prophetic visual of the majestic king from Revelation 1.14. The first part is that we are awestruck and fascinated by him. I mean, just one look at this majestic one forever changes the way we view things. And Isaiah, the prophet, shares the same account in Isaiah 6 and 1 when it is recorded that in the year King Uzziah died, he saw the Lord sitting upon a throne, highly exalted, and his train filled the temple. And in verse number 5, he says something astounding. The Bible says, then he said, woe is me. For I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For mine eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Well, this actually parallels Revelation 1.14, because it first and foremost references 
beholding the majestic one. And this is what we must get out of the first part of this prophetic visual. Here it is. Once you see God, who is the majestic one, you can't help but see yourself. The truth of the matter is sometimes there's certain things that has to come to a expiration date in order to see God clearly. Sometimes people would do better, but they have certain things in their lives that have blocked their view of God. And this is why Isaiah fixes his gaze on the Holy Majestic One immediately, and immediately he has a very humbling experience. And it was this, he saw himself. And sometimes seeing ourselves can be very humbling. Watch this. Isaiah saw himself and realized that he was undone, imperfect, wretched, and unclean. And likewise, whenever God reveals himself to anyone, they can't, they can't help but see themselves for who they really are, which means seeing or pursuing God will require introspection, which means to look within it, and repentance. And please understand that if Pursuing the face of God has not caused one to look at one's self, then one has not yet really beheld him. Because at the gaze of his beauty, we can no longer be in denial, but we see ourselves for who we really are and become humbly ruined for the master's use. I mean, anyone who serves God in the newness of the spirit knows that their former life had to be utterly ruined for the master's use. And this is why beholding him is so important. And even in our helplessness, we can say a 12-word transformational prayer that goes like this. Lord, I don't know what to do, but my eyes are on you. You see, this posture of humility is essential because it causes us to look to him and it positions us for supernatural assistance. Hebrews 12 and 2 says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. The second part is this. His eyes of fire are all seeing. His eyes of fire are all seeing. You know, um, this too also is very, very humbling to know. Get this. He sees all and nothing is hidden from him. Therefore, there's no reason to hide. So be open to God about all of your weaknesses, even your propensity to sin. Why? Because God already knows all about it. The Bible says in Hebrews 4.13 that nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him to whom we must give account. Wow. Beloved, God knows everything we do, and he is constantly looking down upon us. He sees what we do, and he keeps a record of even the innermost secrets of our hearts. Isn't that amazing? And, 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 and we need to be mindful of this. Job chapter 28, verse 24 says it like this, for he looks to the ends of the earth and sees everything under the heavens. Wow. What an amazing truth. God sees everything. I mean, right now, even the whole world seems to be in utter turmoil and chaos, but yet God sees it all, he knows about it all, 
and he is still in control of it all. And even to the very uh, menial details and, and the greatest or most devastating events in our lives, our personal lives, he sees it and he knows all about it. Get this, there's no secrets or anything hidden from God. He sees it all. And he somehow always provides a way through the opposition and the problems. And even when we've been wronged by someone, we don't have to seek revenge because God saw it. (laughs) And he said that vengeance is his and he shall repay. So children of God, listen, we are children of God. and, and, And we never have to seek revenge because God saw it. Beloved, we need to remember that nothing, absolutely nothing, takes God by surprise. He foresees everything before anything happens. He's always looking for ways to show himself strong on our behalf. Can you say amen to that? Well, Second Chronicles 16 and 9 says, For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth, to show himself strong in the behalf of them whose heart is perfect towards him. Amen. Well, as I conclude, let me say this, that it is no secret that doing what is good and right in the eyes of the Lord will yield good results. And even in the face of adversity, the Lord watches over you and I with his impending love and will always be with us. And the scripture says that he even watches over his word to perform it in our lives. In Psalms 32 and 8, the Lord speaks a prophetic word concerning of this. He says, I, the Lord, will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my eyes upon you. Amen. You know, I tell you what. This is the the whole thing. I mean, that's the whole thing, beloved. We must set our eyes on him because his eyes are forever upon us. Eyes of fire and all seeing. Let us pray. Father, we thank you as we command our morning. We ask that you would establish our day. Father, we set our eyes on you and ask that you would transform us in the light of your glory. Lord, we're standing transparent in your presence today, asking that you would perfect those things that concern us, that they be the things that concern you. For all is exposed before you, and nothing is hidden in your presence. So create in us a clean heart and renew in us a steadfast spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much, Bishop. Well, thank you. Wow. You know, uh, as Apostle said that, how can you hear devotions and words like this and they not be thought-provoking? You know, I believe if the preacher makes you study your Bible, he's done his job. And this makes you study your Bible. It makes you... Uh, study scripture, it makes you, you know, really begin to chase God and understand what is God through the Apostle John 
trying to reveal to the church in our time. And that's what I shared with you. Revelation is an unveiling. It is a revealing. It is a disclosure of the Christ, the Messiah, our Lord and our Savior. Sister Archer is going to come with our prayer requests. We'll pray with those prayer requests, and we'll be right back. And we're going to do another little deep, deep dive into this devotion. His eyes are like fire, all seeing. Sister Archery. Amen. Praise the Lord. I feel the Lord this morning. Well, good morning uh, once again to everyone that's on the call. Uh, God bless you and thank the Lord for this day, this marvelous day that he has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. And Father, we count it an honor and a privilege to just call on your name. You are so awesome in all of your ways. We lift you up this morning. We exalt you high above anything and everything. You are worthy to be praised from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same. You are great. You are mighty. You are holy. Mm. You are awesome. You reign in majesty. You are all-knowing, all-powerful. All loving, Father God, we bow before you this morning and we lift our hands up in praise to you and we say hallelujah, hallelujah, bless the Lord, oh my soul and all that is within me. Father, we bless your holy name today. We call you Father, we call you Abba, you are our daddy, we are your children. We come before you, Father God, as you have invited us to come into your throne room of grace this morning. Father, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you for that honor and privilege. We thank you, Lord God, that you say that when we come, that you are in our midst and that you wait to hear our petitions, although you know what is in our hearts and you know what we will ask even before we ask. You know what we need even before we express it unto you. Whatever we are going through is not breaking news to you. You already know about it. You've already made a way for us, Father God. So we bless you this morning. And, Father, as we come, I come lifting up families to you this morning, Father. Father, we thank you that family is your idea and families are central to your plan. Father, strong families make a strong society, Father God. So we lift up our families to you, and you know that each of each and every family, Lord God, we need you desperately today, Father God, because there is no perfect family. There is a need in each and every person's heart, and there's a need in each and every family. Father, we ask that you would just pour out your blessing upon each family today as we lift up. Uh, parents, Father God, parents in every role, single parents, grandparents, godparents, good parents and bad parents, Father God. We lift up parents to you, Father God. We ask that you would pour out a spirit of wisdom, that you would pour out your spirit of grace, that you would pour out compassion, Father God, that parents would be in the role that you have called them to be. You said to teach and train, Father, our children in the way that they should go, and when they're old, they would not depart 
You said to teach your, uh, your, their, our children your ways, Father God, that they would be mighty in the land, Father God. We thank you, Father God, for just blessing parents and for instructing parents, Father God, so that they can instruct their children in the way that they would go. Father, we pray for marriages. We pray for husbands and wives. You have called them, Father God, to be one. Father, you said that what you have joined together, let no man put asunder, Father God. So we thank you that the two have become one, Father God, and nothing shall tear them apart. Father, we ask that that you would strengthen them so that they would be able to stand in the day of trial, in the day of adversity, Father God, that they would go closer together and not further apart because they're looking to you for all their help. You are faithful, Father God. You are faithful to answer. You are faithful to guide. And you are faithful, Father, to deliver and set free. You are faithful to heal, Father God. So I thank you, Father, for just strengthening families, Father. I pray for uh, reconciliation and restoration, Father God, of unity in families where there have been uh, uh children who have been estranged, even other members who have been estranged, Father God, where there has been uh, broken hearts, Father God. You are faithful to heal every broken heart and to bind up every wound. Father, where there has been betrayers, betrayals and breaches and offenses, you said that they would surely come, but Father, you are healer. Father, we ask that you would just uh, get in the midst, Father God, of any strife and division, Father God. We bind that up in the name of Jesus. We come against jealousy and envy where there is every evil work, Father God. Father, we repent, Father God, of our selfish ways as we humble ourselves under your mighty hand and submit ourselves unto you, Father God. It is in that that we would see your salvation. Father, so we thank you for your love for families. We thank you for your plan for families, and we thank you for just blessing families. We desperately need you in our families, Father God. We desperately need you to heal. We desperately need you to restore. We desperately need you to keep us Father God. So we just bless your name, Father God, as we look to you, Father God. I ask that you would touch our and heal our, be with our church families, Father God. Father, although we come from every background, different backgrounds and different experiences, even every nation, kindred and tongue, we are still one in you, Father God. So let us walk in unity. Let us walk in love one with another, Father God, so that the world would see us and know that we belong to you because the love that they see demonstrated that we have one for another, Father. We thank you for genuine love, Father God, and we thank you that we do uh, esteem each other more highly than ourselves, Father God. So we thank you, Father God, that people would see you, Lord Jesus, in us. So we thank you for your blessing upon families this morning. And, Father, I would lift up every unsubmitted request, every unspoken request this morning, whatever uh, is held in the hearts of those who are on the line, Father God. You have already said yes and amen, Father God, to every promise that you have given. So I thank you, Father God, for hope Father God, being renewed, Father God, you said that when we hope in you, we would not be made ashamed. Father, you said that whatever we ask according to your will, you have already answered, you have already said amen to, Father God. So I thank you for uh, encouragement. I thank you for hope. 
Father God, and I thank you, Father God, for the will and the tenacity to hold on until we see the manifestation of the promise. So I thank you for your blessing upon each person this morning and each family. We give you praise and glory and honor for it. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Amen. We thank God that every prayer request shall become a praise report in Jesus' name. So, listen, listen, this morning uh, we've been blessed by Apostle Benefield, Sister Audrey, praying for families, and, you know, that is key, that we pray for our families, uphold our families, and parents, take care of your children, and live as an example of righteousness before your children, your grandchildren, and if you are blessed enough to see your great-grandchildren, three generations. Be an example of holiness, righteousness, and truth to them because the coming generations need to see humanity live for God. They really do. And so let's return, and we're going to close in our in, within five minutes, um, but let's touch this division a little bit more. In Revelations 5, I want to start reading at verse 4. I want to show you something here. I'm reading from the New Living Translation. Then I began to weep bitterly because no one was found worthy to open the scroll and read it. But one of the 24 elders said to me, Stop weeping. Look, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the heir to David's throne, has won the victory. He is worthy to open the scroll and its seven seals. Verse 6, Then I saw a lamb that looked as if it had been slaughtered, but it was now standing between the throne and the four living beings and among the 24 elders. He had seven horns and seven eyes, which represents the sevenfold spirit of God that is sent out to every part of the earth. He says in the revelation, he saw the lamb. The lamb had been slaughtered. And he said the lamb had seven horns and seven eyes. And they represent the seven Bold spirit of God, which is found in Isaiah 11, verse 2. Number one, the spirit of the Lord. Number two, the spirit of wisdom. Number three, the spirit of understanding. Number four, the spirit of counsel. Number five, the spirit of might. Number six, the spirit of knowledge. Number seven, the spirit of the fear of the Lord. Now, if I went too fast, I'll, I'll say them again. Number one, the spirit of the Lord. Number two, the spirit of wisdom. Number three, the spirit of understanding. 
Number four, the spirit of counsel. Number five, the spirit of might. Number six, the spirit of knowledge. And number seven, the spirit of the Lord. The scripture is Isaiah 11 and verse 2. This is, when you begin to understand the Bible and how it comes together, it is so amazing. And see, here's what Jesus says to his disciples in which he says it to them, he's also saying it to the church. Whereby is given unto you to know the mysteries of God. That's why he said what he said in parables. And so I believe that as the church, we have to begin to study the revelation of Christ. Study the book of Revelation. Remember I said it's not a book of prophetic revelations. It is a book of one revelation, which is Jesus Christ. Apostle Benefield said, once you see God, you can't help but see yourselves as you really are. God sees everything. There's nothing we can ever hide from God. And now we see Jesus as the Lamb, Christ, sitting in the midst of the throne, the 24 elders, worthy to open the scroll. in the lion with seven eyes and seven horns, representing the sevenfold spirits of God. I'm going to bring Apostle Benefield back in. I know he has some things on his heart he wants to share before we bring this prayer time to a close this morning. Praise, praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. I tell you, Bishop, this thing this really, really got me last night when you, when you, when you, um, gave this to me. And, and I'll say this, um, that God sees all. And it, it's just simply this, um, God sees all. And when we set our gaze on him, it changes everything. I want to leave you with three things. Number one, come out of denial. You can't hide from God. He sees all. Jeremiah 16 and 17, for mine eyes are upon all their ways. They are not hid from my face, neither is their iniquity hid from mine eyes. Number two, get transparent before him. Confess your weaknesses to him and learn to live a repentant life. Proverbs 28:13 from the Passion Translation says, If you cover up your sin, you will never do well. But if you confess your sins and forsake them, you will be kissed by mercy. Number three, be a pursuer of his presence because nothing can be more life-transforming than beholding the face of God. 2 Corinthians three seventeen eighteen. Now, the Lord is that spirit in which we gaze upon. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we all, with open face, beholding as in a glass, the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the spirit of the Lord. Amen. Well, Bishop, thank you again for having me on the lifeline this morning. And God bless you, New Destiny, and all the other covenant ministries. And God, may God bless you and, and bless you with his very best is my prayer. Amen.
Well, thank you so much, sir. Well, hey, you all got it. Man, it's time to pursue and seek God. And as I said earlier, how can you not read this and not want to know God more? Uh, want to understand what's written in the Bible, what's written in the book of Revelations, how the time is winding up. You know, as the old saints used to say, uh, he's coming back and we're closer now than we've ever been. Well, I'm trying to tell you, we're, we're closer now than we've ever been. And we will see things unfold. But when we have a great understanding of them, as Jesus says, that our hearts will not be troubled. Our hearts will not be troubled. We have hope in our Lord and in our Savior, Jesus Christ. I pray you all have been blessed this morning. I know I have. Hey, we look forward to seeing you all in service tonight um, via live stream. You know, we're trying to decide when we will come back in person 100% on our midweek Bible study, and we will be releasing announcements and let you know ahead of time so that you can really take care of whatever you need to take care of. And uh, if you have a desire to be there live with us, We'd love to have you, and we're going to continue to build the church, make people's lives better, and heaven bigger. Hey, this is Bishop Smith. This is Sister Audrey White and Apostle Benefield. We're going to sign off this morning. You all have a great day in the Lord. We declare God's traveling grace and mercy up over your life. No sickness, harm, or danger will come near your dwelling place or the vehicles you travel in. You will have a great day in Jesus' name. How can we say it? Because we have already commanded our morning in Jesus' name. Until we come back together again, you all be blessed. God bless you. Let us open the lines.